guess what? It's Lou and I, and him is missing. Him gave me a sad-ass story about having to travel and losing his wallet today. Can you believe that? This generation, man, does our generation lose our wallets? Everyone did. Everybody lost their wallets, right? I thought only Democrats lost. Very traumatic. I thought... uh, Democrats don't lose their wallet because they have their hands in ours. Woo! What a way to start the freaking show here on Boink Radio WSQF. Recordings on WSQFradio.com. 94.5 94.5 on the FM dial if you're in the, if you're a mainland maggot in traffic in Miami and, you know, you can't come to the radio station on a golf cart like me, uh, don't read the license plate of the guy in front of you, you know? <laughs> and Oprah's, uh, I mean, I know they got Oprah Winfrey recorded, so just wait to get home, you know what I mean? It's one of those things, you know? Eh. If you're wondering how much they stole from you over the last 30 years, I don't have the answer. But somebody has has been reported that the 15 million is now not even 30 anymore. They say it's like 130, 150 million dollars that the Joe Biden administration crime family has stolen from you and I. Now, to keep the rioting from the streets, I think the press is doing a diligent effort, Tommy Lou, if you agree, mm-hmm. as convincing us that the money came from our enemies. You know, in other words, our adversaries put up this money. For what? Uh, that's a big question. For what? No, well, for... For, it, for Joe Biden's bribes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Now, if you get $100 billion in military aid on a war that apparently is going to happen no matter who is in office, mm. which I greatly believe otherwise. Mm-hmm. I too. believe that if Donald Trump was there. Me too. The, the big question always to me was, would Donald Trump have bombed that array of military vehicles on the border between Ukraine and Russia before the guy moved? It doesn't matter. Bro, you could take out the entire military it, in like it, 20 minutes. It doesn't matter. You, you would have... I mean, how can Biden actually insinuate, well, if it's a minor inc- incursion... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> you almost incite it, you know? I, You know... <laughs> God, I can't believe what a bunch of morons the American people are to vote for this guy in a manner in which... They did it lazily with mail-in ballots, with drop boxes, yeah, no, was, with ballot harvesting. It, it was flawlessly, it was flawlessly done, executed, and COVID, and this COVID scared yeah, people no, from standing in line. Was, I can't blame. It was a perfect storm. If you're worried about getting COVID, I can see you not wanting to stand in line to cast a vote because you don't know who a sneezing dip is sitting in front of you and back of you. It was a perfect storm of people that, that just you know have only one criteria, which is get elected, get power. And, now and, you know kicked, you know that something came out. Our, they kicked our asses. Okay, but you know that came out recently in a comment, and I researched it, and it it looks like it's true that twenty million twenty million registered Republicans did not vote in twenty twenty, and in Romney they did the same thing. Like seven or eight million wouldn't vote for Romney because he was Mormon. Well, what kind no, of no no what kind of what kind of Republican pious idiots are we? Why wouldn't you vote for Romney even though he was a dip? Nobody didn't vote for Romney because he was a Mormon. Well, no, yeah, that's that's just silly. Well, I, guess what? You, I I voted for him, and I thought he was a spineless jellyfish. I did. I voted for him too. Yeah. And um, and I, I voted for McCain too. You know, 
I remember coming out of the community center, agreeing with my father to vote for Romney. And I go, well, Dad, you voted for Romney, right? He goes, no. <laughs> I voted for John McCain. He fought communists straight up face to face. What was Romney doing? He was hiding somewhere, right? Uh, that's the same reason you voted for George Bush. W. <laughs> I mean, not W. Uh, Dad. H. He fought communists directly. And my father was, very much like I was, funny how Gene Poole acts the same way and under the same circumstances. My father was pro-Bush uh, during the Reagan primaries. Too bad. And uh, I was pro Reagan. Ted, Ted Cruz during the Reagan, uh, during the Trump right, primary. Me, me too. 2016. I was too. And then I got on board with Trump only because everybody I, did. No, no, I I would never vote for a Democrat. I never have. Right, that's right. Um, although I I must admit I I I did vote for a Democrat locally here in Cuba Scan. <laughs> but uh, other than that, the only Democrat I would have ever voted for, and it was a year shy of voting for him because I was 17, was Bob Graham. I find him to be a total Southern gentleman, and I really I was not surprised that he signed so many death warrants. Have you noticed this? How uh, he executed a lot of people as governor. Man. Have you noticed? He was the last you, of the Southern gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Law the, and order guy. There were there were the blue dogs back then. And yeah, the, there was a few. Very decent man. I there got to meet him a couple of times. Very yeah. gentle, there, gentle giant. Yeah, there was a few of them. And he waited too long. He could have been president. Can you believe that? <laughs> Suarez is now advertising himself as conservative mayor. Suarez, I don't, I don't know how he pulls that one off. I know he wants to be governor, so he's putting his name out there. No, he's going running for president. I understand, but I don't really look at the world like most people do. I look at the world between the lines. He won't be, he won't be governor. Hey, if you, if he does, if he does anything like three, four, five percent in the primaries for Florida, uh, he's he becomes the front runner for governor. Now, his competition would probably be a lieutenant governor if DeSantis were to win. But I think DeSantis finishes his term out. He loses in the primary, goes back to Florida, finishes his job, and he's a shoe in for 2028. And perhaps he understands that. And therefore, this doesn't hurt him. Either way, we have somebody for 2028, Trump win or lose. Exactly. Right, you know. Exactly. So, so um, yeah, if we last that long. <laughs> well, I think, I think uh, this... This public graft that's been so in the press for so many, so many years now, finally, Americans have got to understand if they got any type of, uh, you know, any type of mature adult instincts in their minds that the Democratic Party just can't govern, period. No, no, but everybody, no, no, but they... I, and it's still tied right some, now. Yeah, it's still tied, and somehow, and they're going to, with a tie, they win. I mean, they, they win. They've, they've got the tentacles all over the election bureau, you know? Not only that is, like I said last time we met, they are really the champions of volunteerism. They get people, no, they, they they get, get people to work on election day. We the, don't. The Republicans are sluggish, and, and it's, it's well, yeah. we don't ballot harvest. It's, uh, it's, yeah, you know, no, we no, don't do any of the sneaky it's, stuff. It's pathetic. I mean, it it, it, it totally is. And, and and we're already folding our ten. You saw how the a bunch only, of rhinos say, "I don't think uh, impeachment's even on the table." Quite frankly, you know, how are we going to convince seventeen Democrats? Hey, man. Call the vote. The only chance. Call the vote. If the 17 don't vote for us, call the vote. The only chance is a Florida level wipeout like DeSantis pulled last time, you know, two years ago. And you're, 
if DeSantis does it again, yeah, or Trump? As, no, DeSantis. Yeah, no, Trump can't. Trump statistically cannot do it. That's just not going to. Well, uh, that's you know, I've I've and argued it'll be that hard for DeSantis to do it. I've argued that point because I've been hearing that talk a lot. And well, but he no, the, but it's on the record. It's on. I, the, I don't think so. I don't believe uh, that. Uh, of course, I believe in. in how are you gonna rig? How are you gonna rig it this time? It's on the record. He lost last time. He got wiped out. You okay, know? but you okay, know, if, you, no, no, if you keep on counting the same ballots, they're going to count. You're gonna get the same number, and that's what's going to. Okay, what's and the courts will never let you touch the, courts, the ballots. What? Do you They'll mean, never. What courts are you talking about? The courts that are rejecting every. You know, they don't. They don't reject it. They don't say it's wrong. They say it doesn't have standing. That's right. And nothing, okay, that means that you're not allowed to touch the ballot box. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. Nothing. He they, cannot you win. You keep on he counting. He cannot win. There's no chance. All right. Oh, do we do the formal wager already or what? How much, you know, I, 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 they've got to be overpaying you if Megan Kelly's already, uh, <laughs> you know, if she's already married to you, you should be able to <laughs> pony up a hundred buck, dollar bet. Yeah. No. Or do you get less if, it's, if, there's, if you I'm submit not, a typos? I'm not going to bet because it's just... Uh, it's too- Come on, so I can ride you for the remainder of your life. Yeah, well, there's not... There, yeah, You can still ride me. You really think that Trump will get beaten again? I know he will. There, there's just, I mean, where are the votes coming from? He's got no new votes. The only thing they're counting on is Biden being so bad. How about independents having a complete uh, ship fit? They don't like him. Uh, they don't like him. They hate him. How about Oliver uh, Oliver Stone says, I really b- regret voting for Joe Biden. How it, come there's not a lot of people saying the same? It doesn't matter. Stone will vote for him. All, the, all, all of Hollywood will. Okay. So Stone will vote for Biden again? Yeah. Nah. Nah, My fear is Manchin coming out of nowhere and winning. I got him. With 42%. Headache. There's no chance in hell. Dude, that. 42, 40. 30. There's no chance in hell of Manchin winning. He's a very he's the only a, thing Manchin can do with a Republican VP pick, I actually, or I, a Tulsi Gabbard as on his ticket. <laughs> she's popular among that crowd. I, I, she's popular with me, and I find her very good looking. Uh, me too, man. And I want to see her again and again and again and again. Me, me too. I, I want her here on Blink Radio. Tulsi, could you come over here to Blink Radio ninety four point five FM? I'm the best looking fat guy on FM radio, <laughs> and I got this like you know Latin Rush Limbaugh thing to me. I've been told so. Come on, man. Could you come over here, please, and talk to me on how cool it is to be a medic on a battlefield? And I'll let you give me intravenous drugs and everything right here, live on the radio. I mean, you can heal me, because I know that my disease doesn't have a cure. Come on, Tulsi, please. Now, leave your husband uh, you know, in Guam instead of Hawaii. Okay. Put him in Guam over there and wait for the invasion. She's great. She's, she's seen the light, you know? She's great. I mean, uh Unfortunately, you know, she wasn't. See, she registered independent. She did, right? Yeah. So she's perfect for this guy, Manchin. My why, God. Why? Manchin, Manchin is hated. He can't, he can't win in his state, so the it's, it's logical he, for him to run. If he runs. Because, you know, uh, his governor is going to beat him. If he runs, he might secure. He might win for the Republicans. If he runs, he might. You know, he might. In other words, he'll divide the liberal vote. Yeah, 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 but yeah. how about if these, indi- and the, these indictments just carry so much weight that he pulls off a 42-40? The indictments? No. Manchin getting 42, Trump getting 39-40, and Biden getting, or his replacement, gets 31, 30-something. <laughs> the difference, whatever the math was. I don't know. Oh, uh, twenty just, something, I should say. Because Biden's looking at getting twenty something, but the liberals are so pathetic, 
and they can't admit they can't govern. I mean, they've given Vicky. they've been given like eighty five years of legislative power. I mean, they had a, stro- uh, a, every, a, str- a hot streak. People don't even realize this, and they don't even talk this. Every major- people can't stretch out the history. It's the not- Democrats controlled legislature for forty straight years, and in those forty years, twenty four of them were straight Senate filibuster-proof Senates, and all we got for it was deficits, bankruptcy. And welfare. You don't have to look at history. You just have to look at every major American city in America, you know, run by Democrats. You know, the, when I look at when I look at them, I, I keep talking about Turner Classic Movies, which it, it just happens to be the my recent column. Yeah, you said it was apolitical. What, my, No, I, I said it's for me. It's apolitical. Whoa, for you, <laughs> a standard bearer. For me. Whoa. That which means you're still conservative, and I still got to take shots at the left. Wow. But for me, I, I go easy because I talk. But I do talk culturally. Well, I well first, let me say what I was going to say. If you look at old movies on TCM and you see San Francisco, the thin, you know, the Maltese Falcon. You see New York. You know, uh, 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 an affair to remember. I mean, I'm just naming movies at the top of my head. How beautiful these big cities look. You know, Los Angeles. Look at any TV show. Perry Mason from the fifth. You know, anything. And you know, Dragnet. Whatever. The the cities were just marvels of you know, a, you know, loveliness and beauty and cleanliness. And just look at TCM. As I said, any old movie. You know, any romantic comedy, anything, and you'll just see how these cities just sparkled with, you know, vibrancy. And now they're just... Uh, how about patriotism? Patriot? No, but yeah, but that that goes without saying. But, I mean, but people really loved America back then. But, but the cities now, and people vote, they keep voting for this. They keep voting it in. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with. Could it be that what Romney said when he lost? Uh, I, people just want are afraid to lose their free stuff. Could that be well, it? That, that's part of it, but it's also it's also. I mean, we really got to get in their heads. No, what is it that we can do to appeal to them? Wait, besides that, besides all that stuff, it's also brainwashing and indoctrination against the right, which is what they've been doing. You know, they've been doing it so successfully. You know, racism, you know, white supremacy, all that stuff. But why is it? Why does it it work? Why does it work? Well, no, no, because it starts at every level. Kids go to school, you know, it starts early and early. It used to be college, you know. So you'd, kids would have normal brains and then you'd go to college. And then get mushed. Yeah, but now it's just... You know, it's everything. It's don't get me started. It starts yeah, in yeah, kindergarten. Don't, don't yeah, don't yeah. But but that's Lou what, thinks that because he's not helping me amend the governing right. school act that's and, right. and doesn't care. That's right. He doesn't want me to have a stroke, and I'm saying he's more likely to have a stroke on the air, like <laughs> Rand Paul, not Rand Paul, with the father's name, uh, Ron, Ron Paul, Ron, who had a stroke live. And if I start going doing like that, like that, then you'll know that this guy's annoying the hell out of me. <laughs> well, because I'm really in the know. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. really involved with people who really could do something about this, and nobody does anything. Well, let me talk. What more do you want me to do? Let, let me go back to TCM for a minute. And- uh, how about I just play your article? Okay. 557. Stop interrupting your own article because you don't <laughs> like the AI voice. <laughs> I you know I don't want to hear your accent in Cuban Cubano English okay. 
Movie Fest, TCM Summer Under the Stars. Turner Classic Movies Annual Film Fest showcases American storytelling greatness, now lost to Hollywood thuggery. August is usually a limbo month, and this year is on par. The news is an unwatchable bore, wavering from charges against Trump to possible charges against Biden, to the latest premature polls, to moronic attacks on DeSantis as a pro-slaver, witness Kamala Harris, with no Tucker Carlson to mock them. Hollywood continues its attempted mutation of children into progressive pod people, depriving boys of heroes, girls of heroines, and both of their sexual innocence. Read two fine new articles on this site, Barbie, or How to Create Millions of Victims by Ixu Diaz, Rachel Zegler's contempt for Snow White reflects a culture that's forgotten fairy tales by Faith Moore, to glimpse the depth of the depravity. Fortunately, Old Hollywood provided the tonic for the August doldrums, as well as forbidden role models for boys and girls, even though New Hollywood tried to destroy the venue for it, Turner Classic Movies. It took active veteran Hollywood artists like Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, Ellen Burstyn, and many others, plus outraged journalists like me, to save TCM from the corporate maelstrom. Read more, Turner Classics Massacre. The Victory Prize is the network's annual August film feast, Summer Under the Stars. Every day this month, TCM showcases a different classic movie star for 24 hours of his or her films. Consequently, boys and girls and older folks can once more enjoy protagonists and screen artistry beyond the can, competence, and will of those ruining the screen trade. For instance, boys now solely dependent on the increasingly female-driven superhero genre, see or better yet don't see, the upcoming The Marvels, Wonder Woman 3, Madam Web, for the faintest glimmer of male bravado can discover the movie genre Hollywoke buried for this very reason, the Western. On Alan Ladd Day, August 11th, they can savor one of the best, Shane, 1953, and satisfy their true masculine nature, no matter how desperately Hollywoke seeks to suppress or gender reassign it. They will grasp how a tenuous civilization, surrounded by wilderness and beset by savages, must depend on a strong yet moral man of the wilderness to rescue it from oblivion. Related, Sound of Freedom, ringing ticket sales. And his weapon is the very thing leftists in and out of Hollywood most decry, a gun. In a sublime scene out of their worst nightmare, Shane not only expertly wields his revolver, he teaches a young boy, Joey, the stand-in for every boy, how to use it. When Shane fires his gun, it thunders like Thor's hammer. Because director George Stevens, working from the wonderful novel by Jack Schaefer, understood the ultimate American mythology he was invoking, unlike woke Disney's utter ignorance of fairy tales. After Joey's mother complains, Shane responds, a gun is a tool, Marion, no better and no worse than any other tool, an axe, a shovel, or anything. A gun is as good or as bad as the man using it. Remember that. If liberals could erase this scene in the entire movie as easily as they have the western genre, they would. On the same day, both men and women can appreciate film noir lad's masculine and romantic appreciation for his most famous leading lady, Veronica Lake, in The Blue Dahlia, 1946. Written by the incomparable Raymond Chandler, the picture features this unforgettable exchange between Johnny Morrison, Ladd, and Joyce Harwood, Lake. Joyce, don't you ever say goodnight? Johnny, it's goodbye. And it's tough to say goodbye. Joyce, why is it? You've never seen me before. Johnny, every guy's seen you before, somewhere. The trick is to find you. They not only don't write scenes like that anymore, they can't. And wouldn't if they could. Nor could they cast it because it belies every fantasy they try to force on the audience, about the uniformity of males and females, that one can become the other, while also stressing their incompatibility. Lad stood five feet, six inches, but he embodied the masculine ideal, and still does. 
you cannot imagine him prancing around the screen like the metrosexual Ryan Gosling does in Barbie. In the real world as well as classic cinema, men want to be lad and want lake, another archetype since erased by Holly Woke, the femme fatale. For ladies, a term anathema to feminists though still a feminine ideal, there's Greer Garson Day, August 14th. Garson played two iconic female roles no longer tolerated by Holly Woke. One was Mrs. Miniver, 1942, a strong, of fortitude not absurd physical prowess, English housewife preserving her nuclear family during the Battle of Britain, while her husband, Walter Pigeon, fights the Germans. Garson won the Best Actress Oscar for her performance. Her other memorable role is Elizabeth Bennett in the 1940 adaption of Jane Austen's masterpiece, Pride and Prejudice. Her role could conceivably be recast today, with the obligatory actress of color or transgender actor. She slash she might describe their story thus, it's no longer 1813. My Elizabeth Bennett doesn't waste her time moping about rich male supremacist Darcy or patriarchal rules of conduct. She has to fight for the rights of women denied an inheritance because of the absence of a man in their family. And long after the movie bombs, viewers will still be relishing the Austin book and Garson movie. They can start this August in Summer Under the Stars, along with many heroes and heroines, cowboys and comics, beauties and bad girls that Holly Woke could never recreate or destroy as it fades to darkness. Read more from Lou Aguilar. The Holly Woke Actors Strikeout. The Twitter Exile. Disney's Ghost Haunts Woke Disney. Go ahead. What I'm trying to say is, is that these role models... Alan the Mike. metaphor of uh, the, the the power of the gun and the the, the slamming of the Thor's hammer. Right. That's, well, that's, that's, you like t- took a bridge of like three or four generations <laughs> from those movies to the comic strip of Thor, which right. is 70s. That's why, yes. You nailed it. Right, I, I did, because the Western is the exclusive American mythology. It only belongs to America. Yes. Between, and for a reasonably short period, you know, like 20, 30 years maybe, Thanks. but there's been 100 years of Westerns, you know, yes. and, and, and because it... That, they well, just, the country was very uh, on the Western edge for the longest time. But imagine being a boy. I mean, we grew up, you know, we'd go to the movies, we'd turn on the television, there'd be John Wayne or Glenn Ford or, you know, James Stewart, you know... All, James Car- uh, uh, Cagney. No, I'm talking about westerns right now. Okay, uh, and 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 you know, and on TV you'd have the Virginian, the Big Valley, you know. But James Con- uh, Cagney um, acted in westerns. He did one. He did. Uh, yeah, no. Was he dressed in black and? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. I, um, he, you yeah. remember? Uh, it, it was called the Oklahoma Kid. It's horrible. Wow. It's horrible. <laughs> Why the hell does that strike me in the head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of all the movies, the you one, know, the one western he did for Warner Brothers. <laughs> just yeah, no, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's the, this is where I need a, a movie buff to be your co-host because, <laughs> well, uh, I, I was signaling to him on the air. As we were listening to what what is I really enjoy Lou's prose, uh, not always his positions, but the way he <laughs> the way he he throws around adjectives, nouns, and predicates, he's very good. And the socialist, I wish I could inspire him because Lou hasn't to watch you know Tur- Turner Classic Movies, and maybe Turner Classic Movies should like sponsor the shows, you know, because what you're doing. Turner Classic Movies are tremendous justice because you're analyzing getting people to watch black and white. But, but but you know what? They won't even retweet because unlike Megyn Kelly, they're they're way, way yeah 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 way they're, less. They're gone. And one guy they probably haven't even seen them themselves. And one guy Ben Ben Mankiewicz, who's who's great. He's a great host. I mean, he's you know he's clever. He's witty. He's funny. He's personable. 
but he's one of the young, a host on the shows. Yeah, of the of the movies. Oh, of the movie introducing them. Yes, but he's one of the young Turks. You know. So, oh sick, no! Um, yeah, yeah, I know. He 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 he. he, he was, What's the guy with the dirtbag's name? Uh, sir, sick, sick Unger. Uh, yes. He restrained he's himself. Like, he's like uh, he's like Turkish, right? Yeah, something. He restrained Turkish his... descent. That's Mac- why he calls himself the Young Mackowitz, who's, who's Hollywood royalty, because his, his uncle wrote, uh, his great uncle wrote uh, all about Eve, the you know, the ultimate movie about the, uh, and his great grand grandfather wrote Citizen Kane. You know, considered. oh my lord. Yeah. So he, but but and he's great, and he, but he's far left, and and they won't. You know, they, they won't they, acknowledge your spin. They won't acknowledge, yeah. Even though I, I promote the, you know, and he does say that movies unites people, which it does, you know. So there's so, so far you've gotten no street cred from them. Not not from them, no. Zero, or, zero. But, but they can't. I mean, they can't because once they get in, they can't get in. Yeah, they have to continue. Yeah, they can't get into politics. But but if you see their stuff, they have you know features about blackface. Nobody gives a rat's. Well, Al Jolson was the king of right, blackface. Right, yeah, right. But but to, but to to have, I mean, that was yeah. And they have Fred Astaire. I know someone. It just occurred to me. Holy moly! The guy who turned me on to to Al Jolson. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta bring Carmine the butcher. Okay. Carmine used to work for me. He left. Uh, he's basically a food guy, and he was a Golden Hawk for a long time on Cuba's game. And I brought him into the hardware store because he needed a job, and I got to know him. But the plus was bringing him up here and doing shows. I just realized that's a perfect match. He's a total freaking black and white movie buff. Oh, my Lord. My God. I'm going to text him as soon as we're done. In fact, I'm going to text him right now. Keep on talking. And well, I get him in here. You guys would have a ball. What, what I'm, what I, the point I'm trying to make is... is Boys today, anybody who's... They're going to be matchmaking. This is going to get me in trouble. They're any, going any, to fall in love with each other. Oh, my lordy lord, what have I done? Anybody who's got sons, you know, and... and uh, what, what do they... I mean, who inspires them? What do they have to see? Nothing. I mean, nobody. You know, in fact, masculinity is toxic to these people. You know, you... Every guy, like I said, look at Ryan. What's his name? Gosling, prancing around as Ken in the Barbie movie. And I and I see stars. I don't know if it's Photoshop, but I've been seeing LeBron dressed in pink. Yeah, and wearing, yeah, yeah, is it true or no? I don't. I don't. Who knows? I don't know. I, looks Photoshop. At the same time, it the, doesn't. The, the fact. <laughs> the fact is, there's no Alan Ladd or Humphrey Bogart or Clark Gable or or John Wayne. You know any of these guys? You know that that. Uh, and 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 it's intentional because the people running the arts, the business, the industry, hate men. The Barbie movie is one. The it's a big hit because every mom took their her, her daughter because they liked the doll Barbie, you know. And everybody went, and you know they weren't expecting this anti-man screed, but 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 that's what it is, and 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 it's very sad. So. That's why I push this uh, Summer Under the Stars thing where you can see not only men acting, you know, masculine, but women in handling that patriarchy, a word that nobody used back then. But well, how, I, you don't expect me to comment on Barbie because I haven't seen it. No, and me, I haven't either. But, <laughs> but, but, but I know, I, but you know exactly, you know, I've seen enough of it and enough criticisms of it. The point is, 
the point is, um, uh, what the hell? What the hell? Is <laughs> yeah, Barty will throw you off, man. Yeah, <laughs> you wonder how in the hell these movies even make it past well, the popcorn. I no, mean. because there's a doll. It's the most popular item in the world, the doll Barbie. Yeah, yeah. So you have it's called IP. I had GI Joe's. Yeah, intellectual. <laughs> it, yeah, but did GI Joe's were popular, but couldn't even touch. No way. Yeah, yeah. Barbies. There's women that are still so, have so, have Barbies in their in so, their room so and they're the, adults. The little girl see this pink, this Barbie, you know, this beautiful. Well, actress, it actually defined feminism. This beautiful actress, you know, Margot Robbie, who looks like a you know looks like a Barbie. Perfect. Now they got AI Barbie circulating yeah. the internet. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, but 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 what it is, you know, what it is is like. Anti, just an attack on the 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 word patriarchy in this Barbie movie is used forty five times at least. You know, girl, little girls are going, "What the heck are you even talking about?" I don't I don't even know if they if they, I think they just take it as fact. I don't think they they putting any doubt in it. The 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 point is, what does a boy see today? What do who what did you look up to? There's nothing. Only, only uh, if they're athletic uh, uh, sports stars. That's it. I mean, that, that, that's it. Guys like me, I, 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 you know, my my brother and all my friends, they were into football and you know, bat, you know, I, I, you know, I. I noticed my daughter being very impressed with the masculinity in hockey. Everybody is. Girls, I man, those are men, man. No, every, these guys playing with torch labrums and sternums and broken legs, ev- and they play. Eventually, they don't sit out and get a cast on their legs. No, no, they play. Well, our, we have these five guys, five stars, and none of us knew that they went all the way to the Stanley Cup, and every single one of them had something really severe playing with. One was playing with a broken ankle. The other one was playing with a torn sternum and a, a torn labrum, meaning shoulder and stomach muscle. The other one blew out his, his freaking knee in like the third game of the playoffs. And they're all not going to start the season this year because they're healing from their surgeries. <laughs> uh, and they played. Eventually, they played. Eventually. In football, they're out. Eventually, men will you know reassert themselves. Eventually, because, yeah, a draft because na- this country needs them. Uh, uh, I can, it's easy for me to say because my kids are twenty and thirty, but this yeah. next generation needs to be drafted. You can't do the draft because the people running the military are are, are, are Trans- transgender. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're <laughs> no, you're going to have to have a draft. Yeah, no, eventually, but you're going to have to force these kids to do push-ups. If, man. I, if I had a son, I would say no. But as a as a requirement. A mandatory draft as a requirement to get into college. I have a nephew. Get it? In I, other words, you finish high school, two years of draft. Yeah, no, it was to, great. Just to get to college. It's a great system. I have a nephew. Because Israel does just fine with with compulsory, I, I have compulsory a nephew, uh, military involvement. I have a nephew, 22. He's kind of lost. You know, he didn't go to college. You know, well, our, our buddy Radio Socialist, he could have used to be drafted. Well, my nephew's kind of lost, and he was looking at the Marines as an option. And I, I felt like a hippie. That's probably, by the way, that's the only enrollment that's up. I felt like a hippie. Of the three. Or I, held, I felt like a hippie from the Vietnam days. I said, in no way are you going into the, you know, you know, into the military under these people. Do you regret it now? Yeah, or yeah. No, this was just a couple, a few weeks ago, you know. Don't you think something would be something? Or you really feel like you'd be grabbed by some, you know... No, no, no. I'm talking about the people in charge. I'm talking about Afghanistan. I'm talking about the disaster, you know, the woke, the, you know, Admiral... Millie. Yeah, you know, these people are, they're just, they're inept idiots. Do you find it to be uh, 
they just, paramount in in the execution of the military, or you think it's you think it's first first stage, second stage already it's, succumbed? It's from the top coming coming down, filtering down into the you know getting getting rid of the Navy SEALs, getting rid of the tough guys. Yeah, how do they think? Yeah, you know, how could they possibly think that a fighting force they, with transvestites and transgender people in the military is going to succeed? It doesn't matter to them. It, God. To them. To, it's just putting that person up for death, to really. Them, to them, military guys may as well be Martians. You know, that that's how much they understand. Them. Or we give them a pass because they know this thing has become so AI, they're not going to be human soldiers anymore anyway. Well, any, any, <laughs> Everything's going to be in Star Wars. Anyway, that. the point is, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know what, what, you know, how depressed my ex-girlfriend's son was to take something that he shouldn't have because of depression or stress. I, I, I think he was probably just thinking he was having fun. Well, what, what you, I don't think they actually. But but I don't but, think someone. I don't think the other peer person. My gut instinct, uh, because obviously I don't know him from Adam. Right. I don't, but my gut instinct is that when people are in the drift, I call it the drift because right. I heard it. Yeah. I heard it in a public speaking event, and it hmm. made absolute sense. When you're in the drift, uh, you don't really have anything. Uh, to strive for, you know, you don't really see yourself doing anything in particular that's going to amount to anything. Right. And therefore, you're being pushed by the currents, and the currents change every freaking day. And when you live kind of raised by the telephone, whether your parents like it or not, I know my daughter was raised by the phone, <laughs> whether I liked it or not. Well, you could have st- Well, you could have No, she it. would debate. My positions based on what she saw on the phone. But that, but, 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 see. And no matter how much I told her, like for men coming home and putting BLM on her Instagram profile threw me for a freaking loop of all the daughters out there. I'm not the guy that has to read their daughter say BLM. But that goes. And I go, those guys are freaking communists. The but, and it took her almost five days to take it off her profile but that, because she didn't want to admit. That she was taking it down because I was furious. But that goes back. And then it came out, and I would send the links. I would send the links, and I would send the links again and again and again and again. Then, in the words of the person who just ran off with like fifty million bucks yeah. recently, where she says, "Yeah, we were we were trained in the communist doctrine." Sure. And I sent it to her, and then she took it off. It took me about five days. But that. But I was really persistent, man. God. Right, but I don't think a man, a lot of parents even catch their daughter doing that. But stuff. that goes back to single parenthood and and you know, do, you know separated people and uh, that is true. You know, In and, my and, case, that is true. Yeah, and and you know that that's why it's important. It's important to rebuild, and if if if, if possible at all, a, a you know a nuclear family, a society built on nuclear families. You know, and it has to be done. It's, it, we're so far along. I know. I wrote about it. And it started in 1970. Yeah. Ronald Reagan made the biggest mistake of his political life, as so he has admitted, when he passed it in California. And uh, the feminists... Uh, the feminists, yeah. ...prodded him. The you know, fe- the, it, was an, it was the Nash, the person, the, the organization that ran, uh, wrote the white paper was 1948, uh, the National Association of Female Attorneys, who were... In, who were Women who had passed the bar but weren't allowed to practice law in all 50 states. Therefore, they wanted that as their number one creed. But guess what? 
they only uh, they were only able to get no fault divorce passed as the Family Act of California in 1970, and Ronald Reagan was governor. And uh, apparently he won over the left in order to become governor. He had just uh, maybe left the Dixiecrats maybe 10 years earlier, but he still was an Actors Guild uh, union president. Right. And he felt like he had to appease them in some way. Yeah, that's what And he, he becomes president later and says, oh, my God, the biggest mistake I made. That, yeah, that's a mistake a lot of... A lot of because the, the last... The, the the thought of irreconcilable dis- differences is not appearing also in civil cases yeah, no, unrelated to uh, gender right. and family and it's very the, but, but it's it, distraught but it's 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 fem you know it, it's it fem- is feminism feminism that, that, that just said you know just like in the communist manifesto men men are abusive and oppressive and, and you have the right to take all their stuff when yeah, you divorce and, them and, and you and, and and you don't need them and and you know go find your you know Go work in a bank. Why do we have to wait six years to find out how wrong they were? Six years, sixty. Sixty. Yeah, sixty years. Yeah, sixty years have gone by. People knew. I mean, Phyllis Schlafly stopped the ERA thing in its in its tracks. You know? <laughs> Equal rights amendment. Yeah, you know, and 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 stuff like that. But uh, but my. You God. know, she's the one that kept. Oh yeah. Ted Cruz at bay, and she abandons him at the last minute and goes for Trump. <laughs> and I I was. Deep in the campaign, wondering why Ted wasn't making a pronouncement, strong pronouncements against Trump in the early days before he lost primaries right. over it. And it was something that Shafley had promised him in secret between the two of them. It turned out to be not true. Right. She she supported Trump. Well, she's a, she's kind of a, you know she's kind of old now. She was no no she's passed away, but uh-huh. she uh, she was alive at the moment yeah. towards her last days. Yeah. And um, I met I met some of the Shafley folks. Look, the point is she was a hero, but 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 fem, but you know fem, yeah the Equal Rights Amendment. But it was, was all it was all over television. It was ev- everywhere, every film. You know, an unmarried woman. Alice doesn't live here. You know, just a whole just one after another. So you got you got Turner Classic Movies about that. That Turner Classic out? Movies is as I said the antidote the antidote to it. You know. So in other words, are feminism really did not catch wave in Hollywood at that time. No, even though it was popular at the time, but it didn't it, manifest it, itself it, in it, movies around, yet. Around nineteen seventy. So what do you think? What do you think the, uh, Hollywood was able to do to resist the the Anita Bryant's for getting on the air? I mean, you believe it was well? They didn't have they, all the artists. And look, it, it goes back. It goes back. Speaking of Reagan, it goes back to McCarthyism. You know, mm-hmm. and and and. There were a lot of com- all the artists, all of them. He all, turns out he was right. All the artists were left wing, you know, anti American. I think he proved this point. Mo- most of them, but but his election but, didn't, his election didn't prove him but right. right. But right away, like two three years after McCarthy self destructed, it was this is the war. It's like you're saying about January six. You know the the worst. Insurrection since the Civil War, you know, just whatever. Yeah, it was selfies, right? And so every year there's a movie about the uh, you know, the Huac and the blacklist. And well, uh, that's a good segue. Um, Trump getting indicted uh, just now, just now, just now about January sixth. Yeah. Where do you think that could possibly go? If all the all the video evidence nowhere shows that it was incited by the feds. Yeah, no, nowhere. No, and, and, and just enough to hurt him. Yeah. And they, it doesn't. It's 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 kitchen sink time, you know. They, 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 so it's kind of um, it's kind of hard for DeSantis to overcome that, unless the point. The trouble is, 
Because his interview, it, what did you think about Brett Bear's interview last I night? I heard it was great. Very well done. Yeah, I heard it was great. I and, was listening the whole time. And his interview with Megan was fine, you know? He was, uh, he, was, he, he was concentrating. He was very calm. I normally see him when he gets pissed. He starts. Uh, he's got. He's got Brooksism. To. He's got. Starts to. biting here. Yeah. You uh. notice the sense if you want to know when he's pissed, uh. he starts biting down on his teeth, man. And you see these muscles in the jaw going flaring up like I, Navy Seal kind of stuff. You know? I'm sticking. I'm sticking with. I'm sticking with him. You know. I, I just. I don't want another eighty-year-old guy. I. Don't, I just don't want them. You well, know? guess what? If if Biden says, you know what, I'm pardoning my son and resigning. I think uh, it's a turn of events that Trump might not be able to overcome because then it's the old man is gone, and we don't want another one. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that wouldn't stop him. That, that no, wouldn't, he won't drop out of the race. I'm just saying that so, maybe Di- maybe Biden ends up. The, the thing is that this other gentleman uh, was very impressive too, and he's a wealthy dude, and Bergam from North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. The guy's the guy's very successful, yeah. man. He's 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 ran some big boy companies, man. Not small, but not mom and pop. A lot, a lot, a lot of the Republicans are impressive, man. I mean, well, they were impressive last time too. No, they're more. But I'm talking about being they're, able to shoulder Trump. They're more impressive this time. <laughs> yeah, be able to elbow him. Yeah, and if Christie can really no. punch him really hard. No. Remember, Chrissy's there as the as the uh, yeah. as the guard, offensive yeah. guard. Yeah. So he's only poking holes. Yeah. And he's hoping that if he pokes a big enough hole, someone will take him as vice president. Um, no, no one, no, no one will take him as vice president because he's, he's too big a personality. And also, he's just too. He's not conservative enough. He'd lose. He's a bushy. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Maybe or maybe not. May, no, I I might be he might be worse than Bush, but but but. but yeah, he is New he's Jersey smart. after he's, all. He's smart. <laughs> he drank a lot of public he's, water from he's, New Jersey. He's certainly smarter than Bush. I mean, he he. I, I remember Jerry Kirshner told him flat out, "You'll never be in my father-in-law's administration because you convicted my dad right. well, of insider trading." Well, but, uh, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know, DeSantis. Do uh, you don't think Chrissy's there to, as an offensive guard, to drill a hole for whom? For someone other than Trump. Anybody? He, he's gonna. He's hitting Trump, but it's not. He's, I mean, in a debate, I think Trump is. It's got to fear that kind of. It's not he's bullying it's, just like him. It's not having. It was, you think Trump will show up or not? Chrissy says for, he will for this one. Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd love to see him. I think Trump would show up. I'd love to see him. He but, can. He 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 can win a lot by showing up to these guys. He can win a lot, but he can't be. But just saying, look at this guy. Does, I ha- have you lost a pound yet? Just saying. <laughs> DeSantis, but because more, Trump has lost some weight, but more than DeSantis, Vivek would just Vivek. You know what Fox showed today? Uh, uh, Trump pulling out a nine iron from 140 out and nailed it within five to six feet no, from the yeah, from no, the pole. No, At the same time, the contrasting photo was Biden on the beach, <laughs> <laughs> shirtless. Oh, I God. go, my God! So look who's talking, Jack Smith. This is the biggest cockroach on the planet, man. Special counsel. But just, but, but just, but look at him. I mean, just, just, just look at that guy. He looks like a riffraff henchman. You, look, when I when I go vote, I go vote at the community center here. You know, yeah. and and I do too. And I walk in. I walk in with a friend, a woman, a female friend of mine, and I just said, I can tell 
who everyone's voting for. I can tell who's voting for who. Really? Just by looking at them. You know, if, if, if you have these... I can kind of tell because they avoid me that I know they're voting opposite of me. Well, yeah, but that's because you're known. But I just look at them and I see some weenie guy and some, you know, obnoxious-looking woman that you can just tell. Because I, I actually, unethically, I must admit, here on 94.5 FM, WSQF, Polygon Radio, that I'm campaigning in the line. <laughs> and I, I think I'm not allowed to do that. No, you're not. You've got to shut up and just stand in line. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, I, you can do it I don't think I really campaign per se, but I just speak loud enough so people know my positions. And I hope that people ask me plenty of questions. And a lot of people do. I always suggest to everybody, take the time one day before election day. Miami Herald will always crank out what's good you're going to see on the ballot. The stuff that you're not certain about, come on, it takes a second to oh, research I, I, it. I have a friend. Research it, man, before you start saying yes to every freaking bond initiative. You know, there's a school bond, I ain't voting for it. I, I, and I, there's a I, municipal bond, I ain't voting for it. And there's a government bond, I ain't voting for it. Unless I, they're going to expand the 836 Expressway. I have a friend, he says, the Miami Herald is my voting guide. What, whatever they say, I, I do the opposite. Okay, and, thank and, God you said yeah, that. No, no, no. Whatever they say, whatever they support, whatever amendment, opposite. Would, you know, just do the opposite. Whoever they vote for, judge, you know, vote uh, go, uh, opposite. opposite. And, and I you, agree with that. And you can't, you can't, can't go you, wrong. You can't go wrong. Yes. Yeah. I don't how think would you like to be that? I mean, how would you? How? Every major newspaper and, is famous for worthlessness. They're on the take. You know, the media's on the take. Too bad socialists isn't here because I told them to watch all the president's men, which everybody listening to us, I'm sure they've seen it, but if they haven't... Not and watch and read the square deal by Theodore Roosevelt. Just, just That square deal speech points exactly how we are today. But, 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 but what... 1908! And he pushed us into this crap. All those guys were, were great. But, but, but all the president's men... Which is a left-wing movie. I mean, it's a very left-wing movie. Hello. But, but, but the work and the effort and the care and the meticulousness of reporting and the business back then, you know. Would you think they were, uh, is it known that Woodward is a consultant on the movie or no? Woodward was a consultant on the he movie. He was. Yeah. yeah and, so. and, and, of course he was. I thought so. And, but, and, uh, and, and Bernstein was also. Uh, but Bernstein is, wor- I mean, just a useless... Both of them. Yeah. They both suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how Trump just allowed them to sit there in the Oval Office so he could talk bad about them. It's amazing that Trump really wanted the press more than anything else. He wanted just to be in the press all the time. He but, didn't care but, less. But we got to be grateful to him for, for actually the first, being the yeah, first... Yeah, the, the, the glass ceiling. He being, smashed it. He, first, he invented fake news, the man. The first person to That's call That's worldwide. Yeah, call Every country is looking at their own press and right. saying, and, wow, you guys have been lying to us for so long. And, but they were subtle about it. With Trump... They just, they just, they couldn't. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't handle. No, it. he would expose them they as a lie they, all the no, time. No, but even a part that they, they would, they would come so far out. Uh, you know, they, they ruined themselves yeah, basically. They, they did. It's like uh, it was just too, too. You know, another comparison that I made in the hallway. I was the fake news quality. I saw being, I saw myself being interviewed. What turned out to be a, a front page story on a Sunday. Uh, about me, and I can't believe in front of my attorney and the other parents, 
when we fired the first ever direct ballot parent trigger letter. I can't believe I was interviewed for two hours Mm -hmm. and only two lines in the article (laughs) were about what I felt. And guess what? You know what it said? Well, Mr. Campbell's heart is in the right place. That was it in the entire article. That that's that's par for the course, man. Wow, the article was long, and the second half of the article online was even longer than the print version. <laughs> and all they emphasized it was my charter school developer brother, who had nothing to do with this attempt to fire a trigger letter. Everybody knows who knows me personally. I had nothing to do with my brother's business, and yet. That's what the Herald insisted on. And not only that, it was almost against his interests. It's, it's yeah, the newspaper. It's, wow. It's so, it's, it's. They made it look like I was his front man. It was so fake news. It's self-destructive. So even that was five years before Donald J. Trump. <laughs> you compare Donald J. Trump in my life, man, I'm telling you. When, when you talk about the newspaper and all the president's men, when I went to the Washington Post, those guys were all still there. You know, they, they they were all still there. Bradley was the boss, you know, and I, and and he, you know, did you know? I was just I was an, I was an in, an intern. I was a copy boy, basically, you know. And so you saw those those uh, you heard the scatterbat. Oh no, I scatterbat. I I, I I would see it. I would see this guy get in an elevator with like these powerful editors and reporters. And make some crack about oh we gotta get that fixed and they all break out laughing like fake laughing you yeah. know and and I, you know I would go this guy that guy's that's got, a propagandist that guy's got power I mean that guy's you know he's got charisma he emanates it you know yeah and so that's where the real water cooler talk came from well I'll, I'll tell you a, qu- a quick story I was a cop I, I was a cop you know I was copy aid and and by the way copy aids do what exactly so the audience knows they were they they they, they were they used to be known as copy boys and that's when they were still you know the, there was still a press that would actually print you know you know they would run the presses like in the old days you know you'd, so you'd be in a different floor and everything no no I'd be in the newsroom I was a newsroom copy aid you know. okay so what well, actually. Give us, a, give us a machination okay, of that. Okay, what actually happened? Okay, this is the 80s now. This is pre-internet. So mail would come in. So number one, the copy aids were based in the mail room, and they would sort mail. Okay. Then they would be told a sports desk needs, you know, they'd be like assistants, you know. You'd go to the foreign desk, the sports desk, the national desk, and you'd be asked, where would you, you know, where would you, you'd be put anywhere they needed somebody. Okay, but, but you would take a copy to someone. No, no, you would work, you'd answer the, you'd be like a secretary. Oh, so you'd enter a newswire. Right, on, on, no, on telephone calls, anything, you know, reporters, you know, you would, you, you would take phone calls from, you know. A guy in the field. Yeah, if you're in the foreign, you know, on the foreign desk, you'd get phone calls from London. Some, okay, but what was your actual role, to jot it down and give it to someone, or what? So if someone calls you from you, you're a, a secretary, uh, I'd like to speak to blah blah. Oh, okay. You know, so you, yeah, that's what a copy, yeah, copy they would, ed- yeah, editor does. They would do mail. They would answer the phones. They would, you know, they work. If you, everything like the state of the art gopher. If you, if you were financially inclined, you'd be in the financial desk. You know, you and and it was a, it's a And you were in culture back then too. 
Oh, were you in politics or in culture back then? No, I no, I, I I I was conservative, but not you know. I was just a kid, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, so you were not spoken I, about. I, I was just yeah. I was just a kid. I I, I was learning. This is uh, New York Times or Washington Post. Washington Post, okay. D.C. Okay, and it was uh you know it was it, it, but I've never I'd never been in a position among a group where all the copy because it's the Washington Post. It was like the mecca. Of journalist, the journalist inclined. You know? Yeah, the epicenter. And I, a world journalist. And, and I, just, I was lucky enough to get a job there, and everybody was at a level, you know, an intellectual, a knowledgeable level that I'd never seen. And I'd been kind of like a comebola in, in college, you know. Okay. But but there I was. Fortunately, I was book read. I was book smart, you know, and it, and I, I wrote a novel about this, which I can't. It's a great book. call the title. It's called Paper Tigers. I recommend everybody to read it. Because so why do you use that word? Paper Tigers. Yeah, because it's so popular among us Cuban-Americans and American Cubans. Why would you... It seems like you misused the no, word at no, the same time it was appropriate. No, I don't get it. No, it's a great, it's a great word. Because you were a hustler at the paper. Well, or you were an all, animal of the paper. All the copy age were. No, because it's the Washington Post, but you're only a copy boy. Right. No, so you you could you would, So you're a paper tiger. Oh, oh, and you're also told as a copy you're given a press card because there was no internet back then, you yeah, know. So you you'd say you walk around, you know, when you're walking around Washington, if you see a newsworthy event, you get to write up about it, you know. You, oh yeah, because you were hot on the item. Right, yeah, you're hot like on the Like two senators going into a steakhouse, you know, and they're opposite parties and they're gonna negotiate this bill. Right. <laughs> so so you 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 are walking around the city, you see a person Did you ever know uh Mo and Joe's uh, dining room, that had uh, it was a it was a steakhouse, I, I knew it was a it. semicircle bar. I knew it. Yeah, I remember waiting around Mo and Joe's often, waiting for uh, the, the 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 people to maintain the embargo in our mind. Right. I was like a copy boy right. for the Cuban American Foundation. I was just a student at University of Maryland, but I remember I was always sent to, to Mo and Joe's because Democrats in one ballroom, right, and Republicans in the other. And a semicircle of lobbyists in the bar, yeah, that's how making it eye t- making eye contact with people. That's how it works. But let, let, let me go back to the person. Mo and Joe's. The level. What if it's still there? The the the, inter- the intellectual level of these copy age these kids out of college is something that I've never seen. Thank thank the Lord that I was book read enough to you know to hold my own, and I wrote up you know. And there was, of course, romances and you know, dalliances. You know, yeah, dalliances when you're you, when you're at your prime is a you know. And I wrote a book. I of, imagine a, uh, love at first sight can happen to, over intellect. It, it, did ha- <laughs> it, it did happen to me. There's it? nothing more powerful. Empowering between a man and a woman is the the wrestling match it, of the mind. It did happen to me with with a hot uh, feminist, you know, the super hot, beautiful feminist. Uh, Laura LaFay was her name, and I, and she's the main character. She and my uh, persona are the main characters in my novel. You know, and did she feel complimented by how you wrote it, or she? I, by that time, uh, we don't. We, we, she's disappeared. You know, she's. So you think she's alive today? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But she. But she. There was a, co- a yeah co- to find her on Facebook and a, send her a copy. There was a Washington Post reunion. She's she's invisible. There was a Washington Post reunion uh, in twenty. And you asked about her and, and you, no, she, nobody knew she, where she 20, was. It was twenty eighteen. Nobody no. She had her own like column in her own right and everything, or she was like you. She was like me. We were we were oh, both copy people. We were all vying 
for a reporter job, and you know, and and the company. How long do you think you'd have to stay doing that before you get that opportunity? Well, here's well, this is a story I was going to tell. Um, see, the watch, the editors would tell you you're not going to be promoted into a reporter. As a, we no longer do that because we can bring in all the Pulitzer Prize winning guys we want. But what we can do for you, says the editors, is is we'll give you the opportunity to write the stories that reporters can't be bothered with. Some Boy Scout jamboree in the park, you know, uh, some uh, pharmacy going out of business after hunting. Those you can write. So we would be able to, and you'd have a byline, you'd have your name with a byline in the post, which outside the post was a big deal, you know. So we would all end up going to, uh, you know, Saskatchewan Times or the Des Moines, you know, with enough byline. So th- this is a funny story if you've all seen All the President's Men. So Bradley has all this power, and it was like 1985. And I'm, like I said, I'm just, you know, I'm just a kid just out of college. And, uh, and I said, uh, you know, and I was reading about videos, which were hot, straight to video. So movies that used to die, once they left the theater... A movie would die, you know. It would show up on television. Years, yeah, there was no video tape. Years later, all cut up. But by 1985, video was exploding. Yeah, blockbuster. The people for the first so movie makers VHS could make a movie. No, Betamax. Excuse me. Would make a movie, and then the movie would go before showing up on chopped up on television. It would show up on video, and video was huge. You know, blockbuster. You know, and I and I looked at it and I said. You know, and I, the article said that video was making as much money, if not more. Also, oh, you were on to the beginning of a of a new industry, right? Right, yeah, that's what it was. They, you know, eighty five, and and I, I read an article that said how a video was making more money than for a movie that you know would die and then plus would, it's pure advertising because it's word of mouth would have the second life that it didn't have before thanks to this technology, and so I said, you know. If if it has it's a, it's a, it's plus a, renting a, a video allows ten people to watch it, whereas the theater is just one. It's a <laughs> whole, it's a whole new media. I said somebody should so there should be a video a video critic. Hmm. And 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 I, again, I'm just a copy agent that was known as a good writer. I was starting to write and get stories, so that I was the only guy that an editor would walk into the copy aid station, the mail room, and say, "Hey, Aguilar." We need you to cover, and all the other copyists would look at me like fuming, you know, because you know, because I was like a hot stuff, you know, yeah. including Laura, the my uh, my uh, co-host parent. and co-protagonist, my exactly my feminist fatal, I call <laughs> it. <laughs> um, and and so uh, I went to an, a, a movie editor, and I said, "Hey, how about give me?" Oh yeah, yeah, kid, well, you, sounds good. So I went to the TV editor. Hey, how about this? And the TV editor, goes, yeah, it sounds good. I said, "Yeah, no, I'm not gonna." So I'm going to make – so I went to Bradley's secretary, you know, <laughs> and I went, who was very nice, you know, because, you know, we deliver stuff to her all the time. I go, hey, Pat, I'd like to make a, an appointment <laughs> with Ben Bradley. <laughs> and she goes, sure, Lou. I mean, well, yeah, why not, you know? I'm going, I'm going you know, and, and by the way – That's the, pretty bold, but the, hell, why not? The Washington Post had the, the glass – Offices. If you see all, yeah, the, you can see the activity. If, if you see all the presidents' men, you see all the hot shots. The big shots had glass offices. You could see like right into them. So I get the appointment and I walk into Ben. You know, Jason Robards. If you see, if you see the movie, you'll see it. You'll know. Incredible performance by Jason Robards as as Ben Bradley. You know, 
And I said, uh, you know, so, hey, Mr. Bradley, go, yeah, what do you want, kid? He goes, you know, did you know that, you know, movies on video are making as much money as blah, 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 blah? And he goes, hey, you know, I got one of those damn things myself. I don't know anything about them. And I go, well, that's that's why you, you know, that's why you need somebody. And, uh, you know, anyway, he goes, oh, okay, I'll, I'll think about it. The next day, the first editor that I went to that had said, get a, get lost, kid, he goes, hey, you know, Lou, we've been thinking about your, you know, your video. So idea. it was spreading. It was, it was obviously the word came down, get this guy on, you know, and I, and I got hired as a, uh, as a video critic. You know, wow. From Copyboy to Video Critic, and then USA Today read my. Well, that deserves a, a, a bleak radio moment. Should we give Lou a standing O no, no, no. for the meeting with Bradley? I think so. But all the other copy aids, you saw me walk in and you, what the hell is it? You practically created a journalistic I, genre. I created, and USA Today, like months later. Now everybody has somebody on their team about that. USA Today said, we want this guy, and I became a reporter for USA Today. No way! Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. It's a double, <laughs> a double standing O. Wow! That's how dreams are made. Yeah. Today, I, I found myself recirculating the key rat who won the Kentucky Derby, Romino Romero Restrepo, who lived my dream growing up. I always had a dream to be a veterinarian. That, that took care of a horse that won the Kentucky Derby. I had that stuck in my head. I neither became a veterinarian, and I sure as hell haven't won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> but this key rat did. And Ramiro, if you're listening, this is all about you. So he posted on Instagram today the famous twinkle in your eye when you see a Super Bowl ring. And I've had, that, I've had the joy, I mean the total magnificent joy of being behind the register at the hardware store and Nick Baracani comes into my store, and while he shops, he allows me to wear his 17-0 Super Bowl ring. And I got to wear that ring for like, I don't know, 20 minutes? And he just he took a sweet time to buy, too, man. It was awesome. He gave me plenty of time. And it, it was so freaking powerful. I'm sitting there looking at my ring, and I'm saying, wow. I, I swear to you, I felt like I won the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? Our boy Ramiro did that today on Instagram. He twinkles the Kentucky Derby ring like that. So I sent it to everyone today. So imagine it's kind of as close as I can get to meeting with Bill Bradley. I've had Ramiro here in the studio yeah, yeah. after his win, and uh, I think that's such a, an incredible story. It reminds me of... For no apparent reason, what you did going outside of yourself to just do it—it's funny. It, it, it's interesting, about and it got you a job at USA Today. Yeah, I mean, cool as hell. Yeah, it's interesting about uh, about life. For, for That's me, one paper, by the way. I hope it lives forever because if they can manage to stay in the middle and just report news again, they haven't been in the middle. They haven't been in the middle a long for, time. For a long, yeah. I mean, they, and they were doing so good. I know. Like ESPN when they first started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just report the freaking news. Yeah, no, they, they were great. And, and, and it was So great. you feel like they're lefty already? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like, I mean, I, I, left grow, be, I haven't read it enough to know. So that's left, why I'm asking. I left to become Is a Is like gross, gross still? I mean, it's gross I, as I, all the I, other? I have no idea. I left to become a screenwriter in Hollywood. I let you know, so... Which which did not that did not go as well as my 
Hey, you and thousands and thousands of others, man. Right. Although I did get a movie made with Shannon Tweed, if anybody. <laughs> no, tell us. Tell us. The audience wasn't one of those things. I well, mean, I, I, because there was still a video, straight to video, you know, there were some actors and, and writers that could get work, you know, in living. Going straight to syndication. Yeah, going straight to, vid- straight to Blockbuster, you know. Right. And back then, you know, pre-internet. You put a, a pretty woman on a, on on a video box and you know go you know sorted you know blah blah and you know not porn just you know sexy yeah you know, a body heat type movie well, you fantastic know? and and the biggest star was Shannon Tweed you know ex Playboy ex Playmate who would make all these so you wrote you wrote uh, I wrote I I got hired to write a sci- I wrote a science fiction comic book a, a movie called Electra. Starring Shannon Tweed, and that was you know that's it. Yeah, that was a big deal. And then uh, that took how many years? Like no, that two years. In the grind for two years. Yeah, two years. Two years. Yeah, pretty early. And I thought, okay, from there I can build from there. But no, video was already fading, and you know. And, no, and, and you get older, and, man. And, you and get it, exhausted. And internet is coming, and and you know, and it just it it died. I mean, it it doesn't. Yeah, it's funny because I have a screenplay that I wrote. Jeez, I must have wrote this in like 1989. Yeah, everyone, everyone was writing. 1991, something like that. Right. And I come to this world, uh, I call it the kingdom of king. To give and to bring is to king. And I, I, my protagonist uh, basically convinces the U.S. Congress to develop Guantanamo, the city of Guantanamo. Mm-hmm. Not the city on the Cuban side, the the base. Right. People don't realize how large the first American foreign base is. It's right. 147 square miles. That's mm-hmm. bigger than Dade County. And this guy uh, is a real misogynist, so cabinet, all female. Huh. Uh, juries, basically, were all female. Uh-huh. And he's a Pepe Uca. Right. And uh-huh. he starts off as the mayor of, a, of a, the city of Guantanamo, but... It became so uh, so appealing to veterans to come home from war since the base to live there that I came up in my book that I wrote now. You can see how it's a spinoff of the movie, uh-huh. Gitmo Free Zone, That's which a- is which is a development of a serious plot to develop the base using Article Five of the Treaty of Relations. But you can see in the fantasial world. Of my screenplay, it's mostly handwritten on paper. It's not like even before the computer. That's why I know it was 1989, 90, something. There were no computer. Right. And I was literally just writing my brains away. Right, right. And what happens is that it's it becomes such a, a appealing place for people to come to live that women now want their share of the pie. Right. So Good idea. It's really cool. The climactic event is... Messing with his scuba diving equipment because he was famous for diving, not knowing that Fidel was famous for diving. But anyway, this guy, Ging, they called him the Ging, and his name was Sinjin, Sinjin, mm-hmm. and that was his name. And he came from his background wasn't politics or anything, his background was the romance of wine owner. He inherited a winery. Uh-huh. So he was known in California, Pinko, USA, right. as the, the, the man, the, the, the most interesting man in America we see on commercials. And I had this all figured out before this guy even came around. When they when that commercial came out, I go, that's my dude. <laughs> you know, the dude with the, he's now got uh, a gray beard. 
And what happens is the climax is he was famous for using an amphibious aircraft to land on top of the reefs instead of going out in boats. Got it. So he would fly over the reefs, see the depths, see the configuration of the cool. coral, cool. land on yeah. these on these reefs. Cool. Uh, kind of fantasy island kind of right. le plane, le plane mm-hmm. kind of spin-off. You can imagine where the influences came from. But what did the girls do? They rigged his depth gauge. So he gets the bend when he gets in the plane to go back home. He's got the bends. He gets the bends real bad. Right, that's and, he, bad. and the the scene is him spitting up blood uh-huh. and the plane going splattered the screen so fade to black. He dies. he dies. But I don't show who takes power. Right. The movie ends that way. Uh-huh. I walk out of the movie saying, You you freaking bitches, you get a little bit of power, you become just like men. <laughs> you kill each other off to, for power. Now you do have an idea who it was. You just don't know who rigged the depth gauge because there's women diving with him. So you naturally think it's the ones who dove with him that night, I mean that day, but you don't know who actually rigged the depth gauge so that he missed missed, uh, his decompression. Okay. He he does it poorly. Got it. And that's the climax. And then I never really filled in the fat, the, the dramatic part of it. The opening scene is incredible. He's young. He's somewhat, you know, you find him to be a field hand, like embraced by the family, like like a Robert Mondavi brings him under his wing kind of stuff. And he seems like a uh, a cherished but non-biological child. So in other words, he was like uh, an orphan kid who brings into the heart of Robert Mondavi. I'm thinking Mondavi at the time. I was drinking wine at the time, too. <laughs> so you can see that influences. And Robert, to keep him in his life, trained him. To fly planes. Yeah, but, is, you, but you can't continue. You can't continue talking about the story here on, on the air. Oh, but you can. Well, you can I, talk about your dumbass story <laughs> with your your tweet and your tweet. You can't. I, I trust me because I know. I, I, I. Oh, you think the left will come after me? No, no, no. I, I, I just I know audience and you know, you know. You hear the guy. You hear him. They're t- I know they're. Tolerant. He's gonna tell me about the audience. You know what I mean? This it's is one a, of those things. This is a story. This is why we have a screwed up country. This is a story. You think I could depend on him to amend the parent empowerment law? How this show started? This, this is, is a, what I'm talking about. This is a story from all me. these smarty pants. They this think. They know what they're talking this about. This is a story from me and you having a beer. The, the very yeah, yeah, uh-huh. but not this no. guy sitting here. He's not on CBS News. You had to be. You had to be in Hollywood when people start talking about their screenplay. I mean, you had. You, well, right now they could be writing it. Right no, now they stole the idea and they're you, running with no, it. No, that's, if it comes out on video, straight the, to video, <laughs> it happened right here the, on Blink Radio, the Kingdom of King. That's the other fallacy. Some of some writers would go, "Well, I don't want to just hand in a script that's requested. They might steal it. No one's going to steal." It. No, I have. You know what I do have? The poor man's copyright. All these writings I have an envelope sent to myself with postmarks on them. And they're all sent to me in a big pile. They're still there. They're still together. I would send, I would do 25, 30, 40, 50 pages, put it in the mail, send it in the mail back to me. It would be postmarked, unopened envelopes. And there they are, all piled up. So if you think you can steal the idea, guess what? I got plenty of money to go to court. Okay. <laughs> But but speaking, since we're on this on this, wave, and he killed my story. Since we're on this wavelength, I, a friend, uh, a, a writer friend, sent me this cartoon today of a Hollywood pitch meeting. Okay. Okay. What happened? Nothing's happened. Oh, a Hollywood. You, you, uh, if you hit your knee yeah. against the, the your microphone, I mean. they sent me a cartoon of a Hollywood pitch meeting, which is this writer pitching an an idea to a script to a producer. And, okay. and this happens all the time. This was standard, you know, 
standard SOP. And the producer says, your screenplay is amazing. It's fresh, original, like nothing I've ever seen before. But we can fix that. (laughs) Yeah, like when Dances with Wolves was running with the buffaloes and they changed the title and brought this doofus to act in it. (laughs) What was his name? Uh, Kevin Cosner. Yeah, and now he's all over Fox. You know, all of a sudden he's coming across as some conservative guy. No, no, no. no sitting no. there. No, no, no. Sitting there uh, hanging out in the parks and talking about America, how beautiful. That's because he has a show called Yellowstone. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's a no, spinoff I, from that. Yeah, yeah. He actually has uh, an award they gave him. Where he was very eloquent in his acceptance speech of how, uh, how ball-busting it was to even get recognized in Hollywood. And he tells his story of what a pain up ass it was. You know, yeah. it's kind of like looking at Chuck Schumer here on the TV. He can work. He can work for. for Talk about ball buster, jeez. But he was he was super hot at, at at one point. Yeah, but he still had to come out of nowhere. I mean, where in the hell did he come out of? Well, he he was he, he was, was the son of someone. No, no, no. He just he got hired to be a, a basically a corpse in the movie The Big Chill. By this writer called Lawrence Kasdan. That was a great movie. The writer director. I didn't know that was his first opportunity. Nobody, but he got cut out. Also, he was not in the big show. He was hired to be the the guy everybody's talking. About. Oh, the guy who died. Yes, the guy of course. everyone's talking about was Kevin Cosner, and he was. But you to, never saw him in the he, movie. You were supposed to come out in flashback and stuff, but it was all cut out. Yeah, know? that makes sense. But Kasdan cast him in his next movie, which was Silverado. As a, like a favor for cutting him out the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 the and, irony of that. And he just caught like because it was caught wildfire. He was handsome. It was, it was a western, really, really bad. You know. Yeah, he was like uh, uh, he's new age debonair. Right, but then but then he did the Untouchables. Yeah, and that was it. I mean, that was a great great movie. You know? Untouchable, uh, and he was in that too, right? He was he was the Elliot Ness. He was the star. Yeah, even though you know Sean Connery stole it. But, he, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, he was a star, but Andy was a shooter, wasn't he? Like a, a sniper? No, or? Andy Garcia was in it. Yeah, yeah, he, but he was hired as a young gun. Yeah, as a young gun, a young shooter. Yeah, the, the young shooter. Yeah, right. And he's going down the stairs and right. fires. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's that's another that's that's the romance of the movies, you know. Growing up with Andy Garcia and uh, playing basketball with him, <laughs> he's a, a bit older than me, and. Uh, Another wonderful story, you know, how how he just took it upon himself one day after coming out in Que Pasa, USA, yeah. here locally in Channel 2. Uh-huh. Uh, Manny was the son of, uh, what's uh, the father's name? Uh, Pepe. He's son of Pepe, and uh, he, he, he acts in one sitcom. And then, of course, we dramatize it on the, ba- on the basketball court. You can imagine, te casarás conmigo. And we would... Ne- we'd, we would kneel down and do the drama scene. That, uh, uh, it's not Margarita. What was the girl's name again? Yeah, uh, what movie? Coño, que pasa USA, man. Oh, yeah, no. You I, were in D.C. I, I never watched it. You were a gringo. You were in D.C. Yeah. It was the first bilingual comedy right, ever. Yeah, I remember. And, it, man, it hung in there for a while. Yeah, it was on PBS. Yeah. Shit of... Yeah. Ship, ship, ship. Uh, <laughs> a full decade. And then he, I remember him being on the courts and getting... Who, Andy? Yeah. And, uh, you know... Is that how he got started? Que pasa USA? Que pasa USA. Only one episode. He elopes with the daughter. Uh And then he leaves the Hollywood man. And I remember him saying, he probably won't admit to it today. He probably would say it never happened. (laughs) 
He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys keep on making fun of Yeah, I'm going to come back to Godfather one day. We'll see who's going to be laughing. <laughs> Not having the faintest idea who's going to end up being the, the reigning Godfather. Because if it, they do the movie again yeah. one more time, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it probably won't. But uh, no. I think it's over now. But money money talks. Well, it's only because that one was that one got... Was horrible. Yeah, they treated him yeah. poorly on that. Yeah, but he was fine. He was fine. But the movie—I thought it was good. Man. The movie, Christmas was, Day release. We, all my family, yeah. we all went to the movies. And we they, were super and, proud of him. And they saddled him with was Coppola's daughter when it was supposed to be Winona Ryder. You know. It, yeah, but she was also director. No, not then. Yeah, man, the fourth one she directs. No, Dad just overlooked over his shoulder, but he gave her the full credit. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. There's no fourth one. It's not going to happen. No way, huh? No. And he won't commit to it even if it did. Because he probably... Oh, he would commit to it if it happened, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe, you know, he got tired of being slammed. Who knows? I thought it was fantastic. But then again, you know, we're skewed since we knew him growing up. Yeah. And... uh yeah, it's great. You know, it was... I met, I met him once. Very, a very... He's a, he's a, gen, he's a gentleman. He's no, a, no, he's great. And he's... And he was very good. Uh, he he was a very good basketball player, outside a, shooter. And he's a Cuban patriot. And, you know, just... Yeah, and he had the guts in, in Hollywood, I believe it was on HBO, interviewed. He goes, well, you know, there's not too many th- positions I can take other than we all know that Fidel Castro does not pay his bills. <laughs> never forget that line because it's the best way for him to stay out of politics but at the same time say something for us. You know, I, 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 wanted, I actually wanted to work with him. Yeah, uh, I want he, to, in my in my movie he's Sinjin. He's got he's got he, I, I've I've got I mean I've got I've got people behind me that he'd be good for, but I can't get to him. It's it's uh, it's very hard for he tell he has told me that it's very hard for an idea to even get his attention. Mm, no, I've got it. If it's not brought to him by the right person, well, someone I, he knows I've that could raise the money, I've can got, bring the, I've, I've got the money. We've got the money. Yeah. And when, when, go ahead, say it on the air. What's wait, the catch? One second. Hey, Liz, I'm doing a radio show. What's yeah, that? come on. You're doing the radio Liz? show, and I need to talk and talk and talk so you, oh. we don't hear that. Uh, you know, the guy acts. This is a strike, too. And a third strike, I take off his microphone and kick him out of here. He, two, two very dumb moves. One is you're in, you're in the studio with the owner of a radio station. Two... You tell him he can't talk about his story because he's boring the you audience. You can't talk about screenwriting. And uh, but he can talk about his uh, <laughs> what twit tweet tweet erotica tweet or something. He talked about and some other movie. Uh, you can't Paper talk, Tiger. You can't describe the plot of your screenplay because that was verboten in Hollywood. You know, among all groups. I I I believe that it should be made. It should be someone should complete. I, I'm sure someone I, should be completing my based I, on what I say today. I, I'm sure it should. I'm sure it should. Owners of Univision and Televisa and all these TV, maybe made for TV. Who knows? Uh, they they live in this community. They can hear this tape anytime they want. WSQFradio.com. It'll be up tomorrow. I got hired to write a TV pilot by a major company. You have been saying that a couple of times. Is right. this recent news or what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's just, it's. So, so that means you have to get up from here and move. Or? It's, it's in the pi- yes. I would have to go to Nashville. Nashville. If, if it goes. Why is it that, uh, that's a good question for you, what is it so appealing about Nashville these days? It's, not, the, it's, not, the, it's, it's not L.A. It's, a, it's, it's, LA. A, it's a red state. And therefore, permits are easy, everything happens oh, fast? Oh, no, of course. Perm- permits, yeah, permits are easy, but the whole atmosphere is of like-minded people that aren't, you know, 
living in this bubble of you know. But uh, but isn't it isn't Nashville or the parts of Nashville limited uh, cinnamon? Cinematography wise, the company that in hi- terms of landscape, the, com- the company that hired me, and I, I don't want to say who they are yet, but they're based in Nashville. Oh, okay. And they've got money, you know, and they're making they're making a movie, a miniseries right now in Hungary called Pendragon. You know, they're they, they're real. Pentagon or Pendragon, which means about King Arthur. That was the name of King Arthur. Oh wow! Right now, uh, they so hired. So that's medieval movie. Yes. Very yes. cool. And Those are always fascinating. Seven episodes, sword and sorcery, King Arthur, you know. And then they're going to start this next one. Then they're going, yeah. Then they also have the rights to uh, another a major book by Anne Rand. Wow! And bring uh, her back. Yeah, boy, and, do we need her. And back. And then they hired me to write this pilot, and they like it. You know, it's alive, but they're you know they're doing the miniseries. Yeah, they got to finish something else. So this time next year you'll be gone. But 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 well, if 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 if, it, if they do if they do it, if the pilot catches, yeah, if they catch, yeah, if, if, which means a major major movie house funding the the, the they they fund it. They have the money. Oh, they do it. All right, kudos by the way to Sean Wolfington from Kibis Kane who. I'd, who, who I'd, was who was a producer of Sound of Freedom? I'd like to move it along. I'd like to move it along by. If having, that is true, by all uh, means, kudos to you. I'd, I'd like to move it along by having somebody like Andy, you know, uh, on board. Is it made for TV or will it be filmed? It would. It would be. It would be distributed by the company. So videotape or TV? It would be. Uh, it would. It would start out. I don't think he's ready to admit that he's. It can end up in TV. It the the he movie, wants to stay in the in the movies. The sh- it's not tell it's it's <laughs> it's a different world, my friend. Yeah, it's a different world. No, I just I believe talents of a certain stature. The minute they settle for t- television, they feel like they'll never get back in the film. No, but Andy, there are some people who make those jumps. Andy signed up to do a TV series. Already. He's up to it. Yeah, no, no, he's already he's already done. He's uh, done a TV made for TV. He he signed up to do one. Uh, and I something happened to the lead actress, which, who's the woman from uh, Married with Children. She, oh, she's ahead of the strike. She no. she was a star. Her, no, no, no. I'm thinking of no, 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 no. no I'm she was a star. It was an Aaron Brockovich show, and, and Andy had signed up to be like her mentor, lawyer guy. In an Aaron Brockovich type show, or the actual show? The actual Aaron Brockovich was her. Because I saw a movie on Aaron Brockovich, it sucked. Yeah. But one, any, and it was Glenn Close. No, not Glenn Close. Uh, Julia Roberts. Ju- yeah, no, that was a big hit. That was a monster hit. Yeah, well, I thought it sucked. Yeah, it was, yeah. but anyway, the, so the point is, anybody will do anything now because the, the business is different. You know, it's, it's just it's different. Yeah, I guess so. I you mean, know. no matter how who, who, who am I to say? You know what I mean? I mean, this is, uh, everyone's doing TV. You know, just Jack Ryan. Anyway, we, I don't want to bore the, the now. Jack Ryan uh, was he ever successful at his cell phone business? Uh, didn't he have a green uh, a green dot cell phone or something? You're talking about somebody else. You're talking about Ryan Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. No, we're talking about the, the t- Jack Ryan, which is Hunt for Red October. Oh. Uh, you know the the big. The, the big th- Harrison Ford thrillers, you yeah. know, clear clear and present danger. It's not a TV series. Was John Kurlinski, whatever John, the guy from The Office, right over my head. That the audience uh, enjoys. Uh, anyway, anyway, everybody's doing everything, whatever you know. So it really doesn't matter. You, no. cro- you where, whatever brings in the buck. Yeah, and 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 they're not making that many movies anyway. You know, they're making comic book movies. They're not. They're not making. Yeah. You know. Well, right now, they're. What's really sad is when they recreate these movies. I saw a preview for Color Purple, 
<laughs> I go, well, you know, you did it flawlessly yourself. Why would you produce its uh, recreation? It can be nothing but second place. Who in the hell is going to do better than you, Oprah, in that movie? I, mean, I wouldn't know how. I wouldn't say that it did it flawlessly, but she it was, did, man. Yeah. She, uh, she, yeah, she was fine. She was fine. As she a was slave. fine, but it was, but but yeah. Of course, you know, I'm a brown guy, so I can say whatever the hell I want about <laughs> black people, but. It really is, uh, you know. What's her name too? Uh, uh, the other one that's on the left. Um, they're all she's on the, the View. Uh, they, what's her all, name again? Whoopi. Whoopi was also a terrific actress. And she she was fine. She, she did wonderful. They were they were all they're all on the left. Every one of them. Yeah, yeah. There isn't. <laughs> there, there are no more Clint Eastwoods. No. Is there anybody today's? Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Not working. No. Uh, oh. Clint, 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 Clint. Was no, on. no, the, he was on an HBO special. He was kick ass. Um, ah, the, the detective, uh, not detective, private eye, not private eye. Uh, uh kind of like a a guy who gets things done for the wealthy people. What's oh, his? that show. Yeah, and he was the uh, he was that guy who was always a pain in the ass. That was horrible. Oh my god, that movie was fantastic. What's the name of the movie? Uh, the show. Yeah, man, it just uh, it ended already, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What the hell was, uh, was the guy's name? Leah, John, John Voight was in it. Right, that's who I'm talking about. He's the last conservative. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't have the. You know, he's 90 years old. You know, 80. Yeah, but he was. Uh, you don't like his character in that movie? I, I the show's horrible. Oh, you didn't like that. Uh, you know, hey, hey, uh, uh, there's a dead prostitute in my bed. Could you get her out of here? I like, I, I like John. Boyd. You didn't, I like the, you didn't like the concept of. I like the concept. I dweeb, to... dweeb, geek, millionaires using a guy like this. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. A what good... was his name? He was a uh, known on Broadway. That's a good. That's a good concept. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I. He was very good, man. Yeah, he's come good. on. Can you say he was bad? That was damn I didn't good. Say, I didn't say that. The show, it, the show was bad. No, it wasn't. It was yeah. freaking and, great. And, I and then also, I, it was before Homeland. Too. I know. I know which one you. <laughs> I know which one you, you don't like. Homeland either. No. Damn, Homeland was fantastic. It's left wing commie stuff. It's, but it, at least it was about terrorists and killing people. No. Sorry. Killing terrorists. No. And I'm about the bipolar uh, FBI FBI agent. What's her name? Uh, yeah, sorry. She was good too. No, you're freaky bipolar. But, by the way, actors are fine. Yeah, the act they, they can act. Bro, the whole thing was excellent. Homeland. No, damn. And he comes home to that beautiful Brazilian girl, uh, his wife. Yeah, no. In the first, in the first, uh, no, first it, season. It's liberal wet dreaming. But you didn't like the fact that it was terrorism and take terrorists <laughs> out. <laughs> well, yeah, it, you're right about the the. The guy flipping, he did flip. Yeah, it's just, By the second series, you, you, he was a terrorist and they had to kill him. He tried to get the, he got really close to the vice president. You can't, yeah, you can't make, the, the, anything that comes out of there is going to be bad. That's why Nashville. If you hear me, Andy, Nashville. Hear me, Andy? All right, so give me the drop the mic moment in your, your last four minutes. Because, you know, you're actually boring me. Now. Okay. <laughs> well, you can't say that because it. Carries on to the audience. Oh, see, I'm bored. My story was better than your story. No, no, no. no. I even gave you a standing ovation. I really take back. Let me take back the standing (laughs) ovation. You know he doesn't deserve it. This is what happens when you take back a standing o. (laughs) That's actually very funny. See, 
That's actually very good. Uh, that's good. So who's the radio guy? That's good show business. What's <laughs> up? In fact, that's a drop the, drop the mic moment. So have a cigar, Pink Floyd. Thank Take everybody. care, my friends. We're okay. And oh, him is by not the, a... By the way, Paper Tigers, buy the book. You'll love it. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 and you keep us game, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.